G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. It's always good to be back. Now, Jenny, uh, one of the things that we've been hearing a little bit about lately is uh, parliamentary inquiries. Parliament is going to look into this issue. They're going to hold an inquiry and we're going to find out the results eventually. But from what uh, your ministry is trying to do is to encourage people not just to see this as not just another sentence, not just another, oh, yeah, the politicians are talking and talking and talking. It's actually an opportunity for the public to have their say. That's right, and it's important that we actually put our submissions in because often um, those who are in favour of certain things, well, they're the ones that will actually put their submissions in. So it's always important if we've got concerns about things that we actually tell the parliaments, uh, inquiries, um, and so on, what our thoughts are. And, and often there's a fairly formal process, there's deadlines. Uh, people often get a bit, bit scared off by the word submission, but often it can be actually expressing your point of view. Um, it doesn't have to be very long. A, few, a couple of paragraphs is often enough to say, yes, I'm actually on one side or the other of this thing. And But you can also tell personal stories or you can make... Um, make submissions based on research and so on, so they can be as long or as short as you actually want. I remember a couple of years ago reporting on uh, a federal parliamentary inquiry into fly-in, fly-out workers and um, Christian Ministry Frontier Services, who do a lot of work in the Outback region, had put in a fairly lengthy submission. So here's a a Christian organisation, a church-based agency, putting in a submission to this parliamentary inquiry because they saw a pastoral need. They they saw it as uh, a very much part of their purview of looking after people in the outback. Well, well, that's right. And, and sometimes there are particular things that, that, that churches might relate to and so on. Sometimes there might be, you know, often inquiries into into a range of activities that, that uh, church groups or ministry groups may actually have particular uh, need to put, you know, quite detailed submissions in. And then there's actually the opportunity to appear before a commission. So sometimes you can say, look, I'd, I'd be prepared to speak before the parliamentary committee to actually give evidence um, and to get, provide you know, that personal thing where they can actually question you about that. So a ministry like you were referring to could actually appear before the committee, before the uh, senators or the members of parliament and be questioned about that. So put some extra information and, and provide information so that the parliamentarians who are there are making decisions based on the best results, not just what they happen to hear themselves. Of course, one of the reasons we're discussing this today is that there are two inquiries underway at the moment that we're aware of, one at a federal level and one at a state level in Victoria. Uh, Tell us a little bit about these parliamentary inquiries and why they've come up on Salt Shaker's radar. Well, the first one is is a federal inquiry and it's actually about the certification of food. And it's an interesting one. I mean, I guess the prompt for that has been the halal certification of food. And Senator Cory Bernardi has been saying, well, we actually don't know what the background of these are. Uh, We have groups that actually certify food for all sorts of things. It might be organic food, the heart tick, um, uh, all sorts of things. And then there's halal and kosher and other things. So actually this inquiry will cover all of those things. It will look at certification of, of food. 
what sort of labelling requirements we have. Um, if a food is certified, should it actually be labelled so that the consumer knows, so that they can actually decide whether to buy a product or not, depending on what, what it's labelled. Because what we're finding is a lot of companies, especially in the halal certification, we've got about 17, at least 17 organisations or individuals who do halal certification. And that's a Muslim process where they uh, say that it's got, you know, ingredients in it that Muslims can eat and certainly they don't have pork or alcohol or those other uh, some of those things um, and, and in terms of meat products is actually the slaughter method um, that's used for meat processing which includes a prayer a Muslim prayer so you know there's there's all sorts of things that you know we might be concerned about but but part of it is actually knowing the truthfulness in you know are they, are they actually labeling and telling us about I remember there was a bit of furor about this earlier in the year in regards to labeling for Australian made products how Australian made are the Australian made products and how do they actually get certified to be Australian made? What percentage of Australian product does that have to be to be Australian made? Well that's right and that's one of the things that would also come up into this inquiry as well and certainly products that are actually made in New Zealand for instance and that was one of the loopholes of of labelling of food uh, one of them actually said, well, product of New Zealand, and it can actually come in from China, be packaged in New Zealand, and then sort of say it's product of New Zealand, where actually some of our vegetables were actually being grown, frozen vegetables and berries and so on, grown in China, packaged in New Zealand. We think they're New Zealand product, but they're not. And uh, I've noticed some of the some of the supermarkets are actually labelling, you know, Australian-grown peas so that you actually know they're grown in Australia. So I think once there is... Uh, you know, a concern raised or people are asking questions, then, you know, it can actually prompt some of the retailers and the manufacturers to be more upfront about labelling. But there's also a government process, you know, how much should actually be mandated that, that you know, manufacturers need to declare what's actually in their products or where they're made or how they're certified and so on. So that, that's certainly one. The submissions for this inquiry close on the 31st of July and then a report will be done by the end of the year. So we've got, had the details in one of our reports recently uh, so people can get the links to the inquiry, know where to, where to send submissions and so on. Of course, if we as consumers don't have our say, then we really don't have any sort of comeback when it says, but we didn't know and we didn't get informed. Well, that's right. And there's, you know, there's actually a court case at the moment because um, a gr- an organisation run by a Christian woman called Kiralee Smith, um, Halal Choices, and there's actually a court case um, taken by one of the Halal certifiers because of something that was said or they're claiming things that were said. So it's a defamation case in the New South Wales Court of Appeal. So some of the Halal certification issues are coming out, will come out through the hearing of this court case. But it becomes a very expensive business when you, if you actually challenge some of these processes. So this inquiry actually perhaps attempts to get things regulated at a federal level to say, look, these are the requirements that companies have if they're doing certification processes, whatever that certification might be for. Now, the other inquiry that uh, has come up on Salt Shaker's radar, as I said, is one in Victoria. Um, what's this one about, Jenny? Well, what happened a few weeks ago is that one of the Greens members of Parliament, Colleen Hartland, had put forward a motion to send, um, well, send an inquiry, ask the Victorian Law Reform Commission to do an inquiry into euthanasia. And there was certainly a lot of action. A lot of people wrote emails to their politicians, said, look, we don't need it to go to the Law Reform Commission. These sorts of decisions and, you know, the decision about whether you're going to legalise euthanasia should actually be done by the Parliament and the community, not by 
you know, recommendation from the Law Reform Commission. And so eventually that was actually withdrawn. It didn't come to a vote. Um, the Greens realised that they didn't have the numbers for that, which was a good thing. And so what happened instead, though, is that the, the Labor government actually decided to do a parliamentary inquiry. Now, it's not actually on just on euthanasia. It actually talks about, you know, that people can make informed decisions about end-of-life choices. And so, in a way, it includes euthanasia, but it, it will include things like palliative care. So, you know, improving palliative care, what's happening in that. So, you know, there's a whole... It's a much more open submission process. So it's just gone to the committee. They haven't actually put up the terms of reference, but people will be invited to make submissions on that. So as Christians, we need to be putting in things about palliative care, the importance of caring for people and not, um, you know, deciding to euthanise people like has happened often in Holland, euthanised against their will because they become a burden on the health system or, you know, that somebody else decides that their life is not worth living. And, uh, and many years ago, the Remelink inquiry in Holland actually found that a 1,000 people had been euthanized without giving their permission, euthanized against their will. And mm -hmm. so that often they'll talk about with euthanasia legislation putting safeguards in, but there really aren't adequate safeguards that can be put in once you legalize euthanasia or the killing of people or even the assisted suicide, which is sort of the, the way to get this sort of legislation into the parliaments. Uh, we had somebody, uh, Nitschke, many years ago actually talked about, you know, the sort of range of people. It's not just terminal illness. It's all sorts of things that may actually be causing people a problem that may be a trigger for euthanasia. So that that's an inquiry that we need to be putting submissions into too. And you've also got details on your website about that? That's right, yes. We'll have, uh, we put out a news update each week. We usually have updates on what are the current inquiries that are happening as well. And then we'll often put out a specific email on on a single issue as well. Well, there you go. That's just two inquiries happening for parliamentarians, but also welcoming opportunity for the general public to have their say on particular issues. If you want to know more, head to the Salt Shakers website. You can sign up for the daily emails there, and uh, Jenny and the team at Salt Shakers will be able to keep you informed as to what's happening. Jenny, always good to hear some of the different uh, aspects of your ministry's work, and thank you very much for keeping us into the loop. Thanks a lot, Matt. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.